So let's talk about Donald Trump getting his tweet censored on Twitter. Donald Trump is known for saying some pretty outlandish stuff on Twitter, um, kind of like his his venting spot to say what he wants about what he wants with no repercussions. And it's gotten to the point to where Twitter has had to step in and tell him to calm down. And personally, I completely agree with what they did and how they went about it. So in the tweet that Twitter felt the need to censor, Donald Trump said this, These thugs are dishonoring the memory of George Floyd, and I won't let that happen. Just spoke to Governor Tim Halls and told him that the military is with him all the way. Any difficulty, and we will assume assume control, but when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. Now, on the surface, this seems like Donald Trump is just saying that if you vandalize property, if you put people in harm's way, that they have the right to open fire on you and protect themselves. But if you look into this, there is a lot more sinister and a lot more of a racist background behind the saying, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. The phrase was first coined in 1967 by police chief Walter Headley, and he used this uh, this phrase, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, as kind of a, a threat, a telling that like the black people that were rioting in Miami, that they have no problem opening fire on these black protesters. Um, Headley can be quoted saying, we don't mind being accused of police brutality. And they said they haven't seen anything yet. This is war. I meant it. Every bit of it. Trump would later come out to clarify what he meant by this tweet. He said, looting leads to shooting, and that's why a man was shot and killed in Minneapolis Wednesday night. Or look at what just happened in Louisville with seven people shot. I don't want this to happen, and that's what the expression put out last night means. It was spoken as a fact, not as a statement. It's very simple. Nobody should have a problem with this other than the haters and those looking to cause trouble on social media. Honor the memory of George Floyd. Now, it's pretty obvious that Trump is kind of using George Floyd's death as a shield against people criticizing him on what he said. He's Every time he addresses it, he said, this is in memory of George Floyd. Everything I'm doing is for George Floyd. And it's pretty obvious that it's... George Floyd's death is just a shield. It's just like a, a PR barrier um, between him and criticism of what he said and what he keeps on uh, saying uh, like amongst these protests. And it's quite disgusting that he's using a man's death to promote his radical ideas and beliefs and some of the like racist and bigotory things that he has said, um, not only in the past couple months, but since his presidential term has started. Since the tweet has been censored, Trump has come forward to say, we are here today to defend free speech from one of the gravest dangers it has faced in American history, frankly. A small handful of powerful social media monopolies control the vast portion of all private and public communications in the United States. He said tech companies have unchecked 
power to censor, restrict, edit, shape, hide, and alter a large fear of human interaction. Now, legally speaking, Twitter has every right to censor, restrict, do anything they want with their platform, with their app, their website, their company. I mean, Trump can't tell a business how to run their company. I mean, you can't walk into a Kroger and say racist things without being told to leave or being censored. I mean, it's a privately owned company and you can't just tell a privately owned company how to run their business. And it's honestly against the First Amendment to tell them how to run their company and what they can and cannot censor on their platform. At the end of the day, Trump is going to continue to say what he wants on Twitter. He is not, his account isn't restricted from viewing. It's just that one single tweet. And he's going to continue to say all of the outlandish and radical things that he's always said on Twitter. Um, this isn't going to hurt him. If anything, it's going to make his followers rise up with him and uh, support him even more because the people that support Trump are being told by Donald Trump that this is against the First Amendment. And I mean, if you look at it from that kind of point of view, you can see how it could be. But this is a privately owned company that can do what they want with their business. I mean, if I go, there's a set of rules that Twitter puts out that you have to follow. And if you don't follow those rules, Twitter can punish you in any way they see fit. Um, but as I said, Trump's going to continue to say what he wants, when he wants, how he wants. And he's starting to now see repercussions for some of the things that he says. And it's nice to see that this man, the president, is not above the law of the Internet. He has to follow the same rules as I do, you do, anyone else in the United States or on these social media platforms has to follow. But with all that being said, that's the end of the podcast. Um, if you would like, please take the time out of your day to follow my Twitter, my Facebook, my Instagram. I post on their daily pictures that I take around my city and where I live. And I mean, it just really mean a lot to me if you guys went and checked it out. Um, thanks for stopping by. See you.